You're listening to the Awkward Single Life Podcast. My name is Tiffany Hines. I am a singer, songwriter, a creative who also is a single woman who finally put language to mine and others' dating experiences. Dating culture is awkward. I've heard so many untold stories from men and women, and the time has come to share them. And as your homegirl, I got you. We'll talk sexuality, dating, breakups, singleness, marriage, and all the craziness in between and how to give God glory in it. No matter what age you are, it's going to be a wild ride. So let's get to it. Hi, friends. So before diving into part two of this episode, I thought it'd be good to share why I thought it was important to keep this conversation going and not leave it out of the show. Since last week, I've gotten so much feedback about how it's a very common thing that is just not talked about. Talking about sexual things for a lot of Christians, it makes people feel uncomfortable. It it makes them feel sinful. It makes them feel exposed. But oftentimes they aren't realizing it's a way to feel more educated and hear unique stories or make them empowered to go and do their own praying, studying, consecrating to walk out God's plan for their life. For me, talking about sex in this topic in particular has driven me to do some more internal evaluation of my heart, of my spirit, of my flesh, and of my thoughts. When, When I tell you I've seen so many different articles on different reasons why this is straight up a sin, one thing I even just read yesterday, quote, Our hands are meant for building and building only. So using your hands for self-pleasure in itself is a sin. It just really lets me know we really got some dominating traits that we like to control and make things a law that cannot be supported biblically. That that in itself was a dumb thing to say. I'm just saying if our hands were only made for building, so then I guess they aren't made for touching people at all. And it is a coincidence and not on purpose that our skin was made this way and it responds to touching the way it does. It's all by accident and it's not by God's design. And even thinking about the word building and and not that there aren't women builders and, and architects and construction workers or those like women aren't, you know, handy with their hands. It just feels again, sorry, men trying to dominate something. Um, I will continue to have these conversations that may even be uncomfortable for myself or even for me for um, if it's going to get us talking and walking and freedom from being spiritual robots. But draw us closer to God and learn how to love our bodies, women and men in a godly way. So here we go. Part two. I didn't think was going to be a thing that I struggle with in my 30s is exactly what I'm struggling with alone. And that's why I want, especially um, believers, to be mindful of masturbation. While it does feel great in the moment, the after effect, man, it sucks. Because that's something, as, as I was stating before, that's something that bleeds into public, like your public relationships. The way you look at someone, the way you speak to someone, the, the um, what is it called? The 
kind of like how you how you end up manipulating relationships to get what you want when you didn't think that that's what you would do. Like it's real, and you didn't think that something that it was supposed to be just about you that that would turn around and look like that. And that's why you have a lot of singles who have sex and say that they're okay with a hit it and quit it relationship because they're used to what they do alone, that self-pleasure. Now they just got another body. And that's why I'm afraid, like, yeah, yeah. because I've heard your experience. I've heard, I hear both some that is just, I, I, I'm a part of like Christian sexuality groups and bro, they be out, they be out here getting it in. Like some people don't believe sex is a sin or just even like, you know, that self-pleasure, like it's healthy, you know, and it's okay. And I, I, these things now, because now arriving, I mean, now like arriving to this place, sometimes I honestly don't know, <laughs> but I am afraid of, okay, so I've experienced this and done this, but I don't want to tap into it because I don't want it to then hinder something I've been wanting and desiring for a long time, which is a healthy marriage with that, hoping for like a healthy sex life. So having to like shut it down, even though you want to do it more and more, you know, or you're tired or feel maybe stressed, but like, Hey, because I don't know, like I, I, I am afraid that it's going to get like out of control. So, and, and I don't know, that's not everybody, but I'm just, I don't know. The lack of discipline, because it all, it, it all comes without, about, about the moment. And it's kind of like this, this instant gratification. And so you've gotten, you know, used to um, having a desire, having a desire met. Um, and then if it's yourself or it's a person, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it doesn't really matter. And I think you kind of, you get conditioned to be able to have no. that self-gratification, especially that self-gratification without relationship or even care for another person, you know, having an equally gratifying experience. And so um, I think that again, like it, it transitioned because then it, like this sexual moment is not about me, you know, trying to please my, my wife or even in the relationship, pleasing my woman, you know what I'm saying? It's about, okay, I got about 15 strokes before I'm done and, you know, <laughs> and like you, you cool or not, you know what I'm saying? And I think that the, and I think what is healthy are these conversations for people because one guy gave us community. And so like a lot of times this conversation may be more effective than some people just sitting on a Sunday morning hearing the spirit of masturbation come out. You know, like how, how dramatic that can be. But on a serious note, some of our trauma have came from that. Where we, like, that yelling, that screaming, that come out in the name of Jesus, where a lot of times this dialogue, just talking your way out of it, talking yeah. your way through it, uh, it's, it will be so healthy for people listening to this. Because I'm pretty sure all of us touch on pieces that really speak to somebody's heart. And that is really, it will turn out to the will of God. Like, oh, if you're struggling with this, this is some ways of how you can deal with this. Or I'm not the only person dealing with this particular yeah. type of shame or, you know, situation. And then there's just this, and, and then I want to do this next thing is that 
I just want us to also be aware is of that mm-hmm. it's not a yep. struggle for everybody. It's a, you know what I mean? To, to always say like that something is a struggle is to say that someone is mm-hmm. trying to figure out if they should or shouldn't. Everybody does not feel like it's a struggle. That's, that's <laughs> like it's a decision or they, it's not again, this motive. You know what I mean? I literally, a, a friend told me one, because like I said in that definition, it didn't mention anything about orgasm, that she don't have to touch herself with no hands, with no toy, and sis can have an orgasm thinking about herself. And I know well, someone Zam. <laughs> like, until they were 24. Say that again. So again, say that one more time. I know someone who did not think of masturbation, didn't watch porn or anything till they were 24 years old. And in or maybe 30 or or maybe 31. <laughs> or maybe 30 or 31. You know, it, gotcha, gotcha that people that we don't want to talk about. One other things, and I think Shonda yeah. spoke to this earlier too. And you know, this was a similar thing for me. It's even like what our first introduction to you know, like sexual stimulation is, right? Some people is porn, like they found Big Brother's porn, you know what I'm saying? And granted, like I'm, you know, I'm 40. So, you know, internet wasn't accessible the way it is now, you know what I'm saying? But like, for me, I was introduced to sexual activity at eight by a older person. And so that was what started sexual desire in me, you know what I'm saying? So again, it, it was, it was physical you know what I'm saying, like interaction. And so, like, so my struggle early on, early on was not, you know, let me go watch this video. It was like, okay, who's next? Cause I need, you know, I need, you know, whatever. And then, and like, so for me, you know, when I was younger, I struggled like, you know, like masturbation for me was a way not to have sex because I felt like that was the lesser um, of two evils. And not thinking about right. at a young age how that affected mm-hmm. me when I started or when I when I would have sex and just again like the guilt and shame that I carry because then I would like I mean like I would go like wash my body with like alcohol and peroxide because then I felt dirty and you know like God forgive me God heal me like I'm you know Aww. golden bath. and where did that come from like that's a question of. Yeah for you to go do such a drastic act to your body, like yeah. where did yeah, that I, Like, you know, from? just, yeah, I think it's just, you know, again, like the way that we talk about, you know what I'm saying? Like, like sex in the church again, which I, again, which I think also mm-hmm. then like the guilt and shame that we have with sex and the, and the way that the church teaches us and doesn't talk about it, it doesn't go away when you get married. Like those, those, those same shameful things. Like, you know, we tell ourselves like, oh, it's worship, yada, yada, yada. But if you've been hearing, you know, your grandma say your, your whole like all oh, them them old fast girls that be doing so and so and so and so. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like I so like I ain't no grown married. You know what I'm saying? People who are struggling because their wives feel like anything other than missionary is sinful. You know what I'm saying? So it's like so wait a minute about sex outside of marriage, and now you're telling me that like even when I get married, I can only do this one thing one way. Um, and so we really have to reconcile, I think, with the the lack of teaching, the false teaching, um, I think, lack of education. Lack of education yeah. on our bodies. Yeah. 
even though the scripture says it, like, you know, some things we won't know until Jesus comes back. There are answers that we won't have until, you know, until, until the Lord comes and we still are yeah. determined, you know what I'm saying? That to, yeah. And, and I think too, yeah. we have to stop using like fear and shame as a tool to keep people from having sex. Yes. Um, because again, it yeah. doesn't, obviously it's not working, right? The, the, the approach, the fear approach, you know, like showing, you know, herpes right. clips and like, this is what's going to happen and you're going to get pregnant. You know what I'm saying? That does, that's not working. Right. And so, you know, so what, so what is a new approach that we can like kind of develop healthy, um, you know, sexual identities and believers and help them understand, right. because right. I think, you know, it's, it's starting to think about like, here are the bigger implications you feel a call because again for me yes. i think that marriage is a call relationship is a call right so that's another conversation but like but as a person who desires you know marriage then here are things that will negatively affect this marriage that you feel called to you know what i'm saying in your single life so just like you know we're yeah. talking about financial freedom here's how you prepare financially here's yes. how you prepare educationally here's how you can prepare and consecrate your body and your mind you know what i'm saying like sexually um, so that your marriage can be as because there's already enough things that come to, you know what I'm saying, challenge marriage, you know what I'm saying? We don't need this other, you know what I'm saying, factor because now, you know, Jane gets married and, you know, again, we can only do a missionary, we can only do it once a week, we can yeah. only have, we're trying to have kids and, you know, all of these different things that we carry, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so <laughs> I have this bowl and I'm going to pull out um okay. speaking of pull out no i'm joking um <laughs> i'm gonna take something out of this ball i'm gonna take a sheet and then no more than two people right we've definitely like used pull out at least five times so now i feel like the context of pull out in this episode somebody should get like free gift for how many it's always for that 2008 tiffany will have not said pull out and laughed <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, all of y'all have known me. Y'all, all of y'all, first, just the fact that I'm doing this podcast, y'all already know. This journey is very interesting. I would, in 2008, okay. much rather talk about virginity, and that's it. So, each each of these things, um, I, I'm going to pull out a topic that maybe someone, like, text me, because I text some people, um, and no more than two people, like, so that good we old don't college be here years. until 12 o'clock. Um, okay. <laughs> Shake it up. <laughs> 2018. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So one thing, um, I can see the reasons why men would masturbate, but not necessarily women. I've always wondered why women do it. I think it's weird. What's really interesting is that seeing that it made me um, when when I saw that text and I wrote it, I'm like, that is definitely 2008 <laughs> Tiffany um, or just the understanding of um, with women. Like, again, the, this thing of like, you know, the men, people who do it are desperate or like, why wouldn't you just like a penis is better, you know? And so I I think that 
even for someone that may not know or maybe not as anatomy in in the body of why women would do it or how they can only see with because men can naturally you know just wake up that way is to say like do you I, I don't know what, what somebody answered before I started talking and answer it. <laughs> I think that like sexual uh, suppression is a real thing too. Um, yeah. Think of uh, yes. biblically and then also in some um, uh, doctrines, you know, that uh-huh. kind of stem from Christianity um, that women somehow don't have, are, are, don't feel pleasure. I think that that's like a question for someone to really go and seek yeah. out information about the woman's anatomy um to know how women become sexually aroused um what that looks like for different women um but i think that's like a definitely something that they should you know read up on and, you know google how do women get aroused because they may not be aware of the anatomy yes. of how yes. women you know um can also sexually aroused too. I'll answer. Um, so if I'm hearing you correctly, the person is asking, why would a woman masturbate? Just plain and simple, right? Uh, because they're turned on, because they're aroused. It's not so cut and dry or that far-fetched from a man being aroused or turned on or horny or whatever phrase we're gonna use. It's similar in the sense of like inner arousal um now how you know you reach a peak or if you even reach a peak as we've talked about in the conversation that's you know up for whatever but women masturbate because they're they're aroused they're stimulated they're turned on yeah but 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 i think it also kind of speaks to like this 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 cultural misconception that that women's desire to have sex is only the result of being stimulated by, by a man, man, right? Which, which, which kind of, kind of like begs the question that, like, you know, why would a woman need to like? So again, like men masturbate because they can't get some, and women can get it whenever they want to, and you know, and it's, it's not, it's not that simple, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not that easy. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not that safe either, right? You know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother part of the country. So, so I think just even the origin of the desire and the act and who initiates and all of that stuff, like women, women want it, want it too. Yeah, I got some friends that they, husbands can keep up, okay? Husbands can't even keep up. All right. <laughs> I'm old. <clears throat> <laughs> They can't. They can't. <laughs> what like, is I this? You, I thought that it confident. Tiff. <laughs> you know what? I have <laughs> some. I have so, it's really 2020. I have so many friends, really y'all. Nobody would know who I'm friends, talking about. Like, it's really true. This is gonna be Tiffany's new. This is gonna be her new text, uh, text <laughs> chat uh, thing. And I got so a lot of married friends too. Like more married friends at this point than single. Okay. Any no. In- <laughs> no. Right. No. Uh huh. Poor, poor us. Um. Any influencer you follow for sex education? <laughs> Tiff. 
I do follow Girl. what's her this name? Is oh oh yeah, Kim God, Kimberly Bergen. Love God, love sex. Be set free. Yes. Um, I do follow her. Um, I do follow her. Yeah. Um, Kimberly Bergen. Okay. You can say her name. Love again, God, love sex. We can find anything to support almost, you know what I'm saying, any idea. And I think that's why reading scripture isolated is so dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to look at scripture in the entire, you know, yeah. the entire biblical story of what God was trying to do from Genesis yeah. to, you know what I'm saying, you know, Revelation. You know, because if I stop, if I stop at first, you know, first yeah. and second Kings, then, you know, so we got like this new, you know, um, poly movement and i can if i if i look really singly like i can justify polyamorous relationships you know what i'm saying um, looking at that without looking at you know you know the the sermon on the mountain where jesus said you have heard it said but i say mm -hmm. you know because jesus in his ministry was raising and changing right. the standard to set us apart from things that had been acceptable in the culture in the world in that time mm -hmm. right and so part of so anyway that's a whole other thing but so question okay i just lost my train of thought about that never mind mm -hmm. that's what i'm about to do <laughs> okay you kind of talked about this before leslie i can target this but i mean you. um does masturbation harm your marriage I, I I say yes in a certain context. Um, you know, I think so. Even like when Brandy, you know, had right. to take that healing thing. Do you think it? No, I think marriage? in that season, right. you know, what I'm saying it, 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 you know, it helps just navigate. You know, what I'm saying that time, right? But I think that there have been seasons where, like, you know, I was angry at her, and there you know maybe there was this physical desire to connect but i'm trying to prove a point or i'm simply withholding myself from her and 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 masturbation made that easier right um i think that's when it becomes so it still seems like it's the things that people are the the reasons why they're doing it yeah, it's the I motive mean, thing or i maybe, mean because i mean because of the other reality right i think you know we all adults and being grown you know sometimes women masturbate in the acts of in the act of sex right you know what i'm saying and so i think that there's there's like you know let me stimulate this while you're doing that right and it's you know it's a mutually agreed upon like part of the the act within each other right so i think that there are spaces again where you know within marriage it's fine but again like if it's you know, if me masturbating five days in a row keeps me from physically being with my wife then i think that's harmful because part of you know what i'm saying sex within marriage you know what i'm saying like sex does create you know a physical and emotional bond right and which is what again like first corinthians you know seven says really clearly don't withhold sex you know lest you let you know make room for the devil to, to, to get into the marriage so you know we are supposed to have sex often within our marriages and not doing it in, in and of itself is harmful. And so I think where masturbation plays a part, then is again, if I, if I, you know, have a marathon, then I masturbate four times in a day. Um, 
I don't have nothing left for my wife. You know what I'm saying? And then now she's be <laughs> not at 40. <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> pew pew. Okay, I'm joking, y'all. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about you and Brandy's uh situation. Okay. How to learn your body without masturbating, whether you're a male or female. I think um, I, oh. Go ahead, Shanda. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say I think it's kind of like trial and error outside of masturbation, of course, but like you just, you know, try different activities. You know, if you wanna see if you like water, like if you wanna see if you like water, go swimming, get on a boat, you know, if you wanna see if you like traveling as much as Instagram says you should, go traveling alone. Oh, and then so see confused if you like it. Or even if you can afford I'm it. Like, you what know, it's just, does water have to do? No, I'm just, no, huh? I'm just, doesn't the question? I was like, is <laughs> oh no, so how, no, I'm saying trial and error. This, so, yeah, I was like, stuff, is water you know? a thing um, of like? Huh? But I think you meant something else. <laughs> well, like swimming, like you know, because mm-hmm. people, no, because people are like people are afraid of like heights and they're afraid of right. water. Like, so, my dad is afraid of like water. Trying new things. Yeah, the, the question you, like, is saying like. like Okay, if, so something. this is protect. Okay, like so, say if we're saying masturbation is a sin, how? So, what is what are some practical things someone can do to learn their body? Because a lot of Christians, like what you were saying with your little daughter Ryan, when you constantly, so then they child don't even know how it looks. Well, men do, you know, but like women don't even know how it looks. But like, what are some practical ways? that someone can learn and educate themselves on their body without it being masturbation or even like, oh, now you're oh. all of a sudden you're slipped into pornography or, you know, or, or, or pornographic reading, whatever the case is. But yeah, what are some practical things, Tosh? Well, like for instance, one thing with me, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day was getting um, comfortable with my body. So like, for instance, um, growing up in the institution of church and i like to say institution of church because we are the church and then there's a physical place that we fellowship come on period come on separate that from like oh church hurt a lot and it was a group of people in a building that hurt you so um in the institution of church growing up if you were for me in my experience very curvy you were almost taught that your body was offensive Mm. my hips my butt my thighs my legs my breasts, like somehow my body made people uncomfortable. So like just recently over the past couple of years, um, I've done things like look at myself in the mirror, you know, and just look at myself Mm -hmm. and um, ask God to help me love myself and love my body and love the shapes and the curves of my body, um, as well as researching different information from different people about sexuality, in the context of Christ, in the context of Christianity too as well. Um, And then also like not ignoring the attraction that you feel, you know. I was just gonna say, um, when you look at yourself in the mirror naked, do you ever 
look at yourself and then you're aroused by looking at yourself. If, you know, if I'm not being in your business too much. Sometimes, yeah, because I'm like, now I feel like I'm fine, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, (laughs) when I'm looking at myself, I'm like, dang, girl. So I I think like to not ignore the, uh, the thought of you being aware that your body is aroused. And I think that when you do, you get think to that act points, is a sin. Do you think that? No, I don't. I mean, okay. I I don't. I, I don't think that that's a sin to be sexually aroused so. by something like, especially if it's just you're just looking at yourself in the mirror, and all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, because again, these are sexual organs too, breasts, right. vagina. You know. I've just so, say that um, because then, again, like some people will beat that horse. Like no, you know, I have. Like, no, I, I shouldn't have a thought or like even being horny or your hormones. You know what I mean? You just, anything that looks like it. So God only invented sex, but he did not invent arousal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's the felt I, that, it, that it, it doesn't connect all the time for us. And I also, and see, I'll just, I, so, I, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry. So I'm I also think that also in your time of prayer, um, again, because I, I just want, I just stress this because like, there are a lot of people who, who don't spend a lot of time with God yeah. like, and, and peace quiet to listen to the Holy Spirit. A lot mm-hmm. of us are literally like waking up and doing life without even like talking to God about certain things. And that's why a lot of the stuff is confusing for so many of us. Um, not because of that, but just because we don't trust God to deal with that part. We don't think that we can hear God on a part about sex and about how I, how, you know, God, I'm, you know, I'm either hard or I'm wet. Like what's, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. So I also think like having time to spend with God and maybe journaling these feelings that you're having and then asking mm-hmm. God to like help, help reconcile that, help bring resolve to it. And resolve just means information revelation because there are some things that are not revealed to us. And then once they are, just makes sense. It's just like, Oh, okay. Okay. I get that now. I can move on to the next thing. So yeah, I'm sorry, Shonda. No, babe, you're fine. Now, I was going to say um, that it's funny that you had that question, Tiff, because I have a lot of girlfriends who, I mean, still beat it over my horse and we're in our 30s, so they need to just, you know, mm-hmm. understand I'm not going that route. But um, a lot of their belief is you. there is no other way to masturbate. get to know yourself unless mm-hmm. you masturbate, have sex, like even live with what you do before getting married right. like there's mm-hmm. there's kind of things that are kind of like that, that are they are hammered down on and for a minute now mind you I've been masturbating for years but for a minute I was like oh that does make sense because I am getting to know who I am as a you know and it, 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 I don't have that mindset but there are women that I know personally and that obviously live in the world who are really like hell bent on thinking that hey I, I don't I can't know myself unless I know myself in that way and how is how do I know if I've reached an orgasm mm-hmm. unless I've had one before I've actually started having sex so it's a lot of people who have that right. that conception Try the that car this is the only way to know myself the whole thing no that's the whole thing like with oh, Lord, when it comes Tiff. to right. that with relationships but everything pertaining yeah. that is to it's, test drive it's, it's, it's such a it's such mm-hmm. a backwards mode of thinking too because I, I like, yeah. you know, again, when I do like premarital yeah. counseling um, and, you know, and I, I've had pastors who like refuse to marry people who are living together. Um, I don't take that approach. 
Um, but I really, you know, like, I, I, I'm just like brutally honest and I tell folks all the time, I'm like, listen, you could have lived with your dude or your lady for three, four years. Something happens. <laughs> Something happens when you say I do. Right. And it, it never, <laughs> it, it, it never fails. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, something, something changes. And I, and I think that part of it, you know what I'm saying too. And I think rightfully so, you know, like yeah. marriage adds a layer of comfort, but it also adds a layer of, of security and expectation that you don't have when you're dating. So it's even curious. when you're living with somebody, there's still that, like, that, that part of you that's not a hundred percent because you have, and then when you say I do, it's just kind of like, oh, I never knew X, Y, Z, that now I'm comfortable, you know what I'm saying, like sharing. And so it's such, and and, and so, you know, it's much more, I think, of an appropriate thing that like really, you know, I think enjoy the different seasons of life, you know what I'm saying, that call, that God calls us to, because they prepare us for the next thing, you know what I'm saying? So even now, like one of the things that I lament is that like I never had time alone before I got married. Like I went from being in, you know, dorm room college, back home to seminary housing with roommates to being married and a stepfather. And I never got to like, and so like now, like I'm fighting with my, you know, my wife because my daughter is playing my Xbox. And I just want to have something by myself. Like don't, I don't have to share, like don't ask me. So I'm sneaking the checkers and eating in my car so I don't have to bring food home for everybody. <laughs> so, you know, and so there's this, this, yeah, so this whole, like, test driving the car, you know, before, you know, before you commit to buying, because, no, because you just put, you know what I'm saying, like, unnecessary miles on the car that you're going to have to do maintenance on sooner, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Come on, Pastor. Gee. <laughs> I agree with Leslie because um, I'm in I'm in a relationship a new relationship right now and one of the things that I can say is what I thank God for is me and the person I'm dating are very mm. good with discipline um, and so sometimes there are periods when God says don't do this don't do that and a lot of times we are so afraid to listen to what the holy spirit is saying because mm-hmm. of what we're afraid that we might lose yes. um and uh because of that so like Absolutely. one of the things that has helped me was mm-hmm. my time alone first mm-hmm. so before me and him started dating i was single for quite some time and i started to enjoy mm-hmm. my life as being single that was my goal to enjoy being alone to figure out life by myself and to also Mm -hmm. enjoy my time with God. So now that I have a relationship with Christ, I am much stronger in my decision-making because there is peace Mm -hmm. in my relationship with the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So it's not easy all the time, but I find it easier to make sacrifices because in my head, it's like, well, if you're the person that's supposed to be here, you know, for me, then you'll be here. But God is like the most important thing to me. And so yeah. also, one, does your relationship with God feel better than all the other things in life, right? So I, was that Paul that said like, 
whatever I've lost, whatever I've gained, it would be a loss, you know, just because of his relationship with God. And so I think too, the, the, there's beauty in your security and really making those sacrifices when the Holy Spirit is telling you to, because what you find when you make the sacrifice and you realize on the other side of sacrifice was peace and like happiness and wholeness, that it's not so hard you in the future to make other sacrifices because you know like oh there's there's no detriment to this yeah you know for my well-being this is for my good and not to destroy me um and and it's sometimes even in that not in every relationship and i'm not saying this with the uh with with my boyfriend because he has a mind of his own in this really you know when maybe he'll talk with it um but like it's just it also helps the other person sometimes you know, kind of straighten up, you know what I'm saying? Or it reveals Mm -hmm. to you that I love you and I want to be with you or to my hand where I may be, you know, pleasuring myself. I love you and you make me feel good. But if it's taking more time away than than what needs to, or it's becoming um, a barrier because God never separates himself for us, but sometimes we can for God, right? If it's keeping away from being at peace when I go to pray, um, then sometimes it's just that fear of like getting over the sacrifice, you know, getting over consecrating yourself. But the the promise is that is on the other side of that is spending time with God. It, it's the best feeling in the world. And you'll find yourself running more to that than to the other thing. Because, and I'll just say one more thing, I'm sorry. Because when you look at different belief sets, right? People who believe in charging their crystals, people who believe, you know, um, who are Buddhists, uh, these people have a very routine lifestyle of what they do and how they do time of day. But a lot of times as believers, right. we, be, because there's freedom in Christ, we don't really spend a lot of time in worship. We don't really spend a lot of time in intercessing. We don't really spend as much time as we need to that will help us in the natural realm right. of how we're supposed how to navigate heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's a good point. That is a good point. And that's another reason I don't care how many times I say it, but masturbation is a sin. There's no discipline in it. There's no discipline to stray away from it. And you see how much of a lack of discipline you have in other realms and other departments of your life when you are engaging in that constantly, if at all, you know what I'm saying? That, but that's another, like you made a good point because I'm you know, telling you everything you do in secret in place. Okay. To, I mean, I think a, a appropriate you know, word to think about spiritual discipline is so am I disciplined enough in my walk to that I, you know, that I'm praying regularly. Am I reading scripture? Am I regularly in a disciplined way attending to my, you know what I'm saying, spiritual development? Or, you know, am I okay with going to church and that's good enough because I'm able to check the box and say, you know, I go to so-and-so Baptist church. I go every Sunday, you know, the pastor know me and then the other six days of the week, you know, God God is the afterthought you know, um, so I mean, I think there is a, a beauty right, to the concept of discipline because, you know, we need to have a discipline in our approach to our relationships because that's how we get, you know what I'm saying, stronger. And our and our responsiveness to the Holy Spirit is the, the result of how much we, we feed the Holy Spirit inside of us. And the Holy Spirit inside of us does not get fed arbitrarily, right? It's intentionality. Yeah. <clears throat> Seems like the word discipline right. is the root word of disciple. 
<laughs> be a disciple. And so it seems like you got to learn some discipline. <laughs> um, so one thing is, um, so you've been celibate for yes. celibate for mm-hmm. 10 plus 20 plus 30 plus plus years. So do you never have another I mean, orgasm? Does this individual or individuals, do they know what an orgasm is? Because that's the thing. Like once you're introduced to a thing, then you'll go back to it because you already have been exposed to it, right? And that's what got a majority of people into the act in itself. I'm not saying that they won't stumble upon it because it's happened, right? In your 30s, 40s, whatever. But it's a thing of like how much of a strong, not even a stronghold, because that's, you know, but how daunting of a task, I'll say, is it for you to go back to or even like out out that act scenario of okay, so someone has they they could have been married. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They could have been married and yeah. then they are not married anymore, whether by divorce, whether by death, you know, something happens. And so right. they don't have that anymore. They, they, they don't have a spouse to have sex and it's 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you know? Um, and so yeah. how can someone navigate their sexuality as time is just, you know, passing that they just, cause I think, um, mm-hmm. and I'm very conscious about this. And again, I, I try and speak a lot of things, maybe not my experience, but from others' experience, which makes this ep- these episodes more enriching is that um, sometimes it could like, oh, well then just, you know, this is easy because we're 33 and we're 30 and we're 31 and we're 40. And, you know, you, you got a wife, hmm. you know what I mean? That, you know what I mean? You, you, you could have texted her while you're here, you know what I mean? All this masturbation conversation, all these different things. <laughs> but um, just the real so that scenario of right. how does someone navigate yeah. that their body, their sexuality, male and female, that has maybe half that and now they are mm-hmm. single and it's been a decade or two decades or three decades in so do they, the, our answer mm-hmm. to Christians, as we often hear, you know, so, well, that's just what your plight is. <laughs> I would say is um, just for, uh, just some, just saying, one, it was never God's will for that to happen before the fall. And so I want to give some some people just some peace of mind. It's about like, God never wanted this for you. You know, if this is something that you're struggling with and you've been single for over 30 years and you've been consecrating yourself and you've been absent and you ain't letting Ashley Jill or Tom Dick and Harry into your home, know that this was mm-hmm. not God's attempt for you to have the desire and for it to seamless if it has not happened for you. Um, and so I just want to say that too, because like certain stuff ain't, ain't right. Cause they're after the fall. And I, and a lot of times, mm-hmm. even the story of Adam, even the beginning of time helps me have a lot of resolve about what's happening now, mm-hmm. which is like 
me trying to wrap my head around certain things because some stuff I, just was never in God's will. Go ahead, no, go ahead. So Let's like, I think, yeah, I, I just want to just say that. So I was gonna say, I mean, I think the the, the even like the concept right. of God's will is a really important thing to talk about because I also brings up the question about I think the even the entitlement that right, we have right. as believers of what God owes us or what God is supposed to do, and I think the reality is just like you know so mm. so much of the stuff is not you know what I'm saying like promised right you know what I'm saying like you know we. You know what I'm saying? Which is why, you know, you can find people across the gamut of, you know, like wealth, physical capability, you know what I'm saying, gifting and things like that. And so part of it has to be, again, I think, you know, as a result of our spiritual discipline, our connection to God, um, our sensitivity to the that Holy point. Spirit, it's part of it is like, well, what is what is God calling me to? Right. So, you know, if I'm a if I'm a widower, you know, is it for me to, you know. Ref right. reflect and be thankful for the time that I did have with the spouse that loved me and the blessings that came of and I had the opportunity to en enjoy that am I being called to remarriage right because there's different theology about whether or not it's sinful to be you know to remarry or not have I been called to singleness um but my right exposure to things in the world around me had given me this this unnatural desire and unnatural because it's against the God's will for me to be married, partially because again, the church has, yes. I think, unbiblically yes. lifted up marriage as like the standard and not as the option, you know what I'm saying? Which is why, again, Paul says be it's really better for you to be single, but you know what I'm saying? You don't want to burn, go ahead and get married, right? And so we don't talk about marriage as called or as an option. We talk about yeah. Mary as the thing that we should attain to. And so there's a whole lot of folks who I believe were called to be single who got, you know what I'm saying, married because for 30 years in the church, they were told, you know what I'm saying, that they were not right because they weren't married. So just like me being a, I was a children's pastor at, you know what I'm saying, at 25 and 26, and because I wasn't married and I didn't have kids at that point, then I was gay. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I was a, you know, like what's wrong? Like something got to be wrong with him if he working with kids. Like, can I just love children that yeah. call to the church children. and haven't found my wife yet? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know what I'm saying? So it's a whole lot of folks who like, you know, are called to singleness, you know what I'm saying? And 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 yeah. and, and and wrestle with that you know what I'm saying, that call because they have been told That's that anything point. other than Mary is less than, right? Sometimes we want to be able yeah. to because some things are, yes, from maybe um, exposure that we might have not experienced, should have experienced. Sometimes, sometimes it, it is though. Sometimes Absolutely. it was not bad yeah. exposure. And so I guess how to help people navigate this, this life, this world of like things happen. We as Christians, yes, we are not exempt from suffering and from hardships, you know? And so, but the very thing that of, you know, it, the, the, the humane thing of like, it's been a long time. It's been this and how do I navigate that? That's why I feel like personal relationship is important because like I I do and I kind of disagree uh, with Shonda, my sister Shonda, is that I, I don't think that master, 
masturbation can just be put in one category as being simple. I just don't. Um, and so, and, but mm-hmm. I believe that that's within certain contexts that I can't even control with someone's mind or thinking and only the Holy Spirit can tell them about, you know, because like you said, there's people that have been single for years. We're not just talking about 30 year olds. We're talking about 60 year olds. Mm-hmm. And the thought that we think that 60 or 70 year old people don't have a sexual drive after a certain right. age is false. Or that, that, that won't be us. Messages in those gap periods. Are you living in purpose? You know what I'm saying? Are you living in purpose? Whether you believe in Christ or not, of course, as believers, we want to walk in purpose according to God's word and God's will. But if mm-hmm. you you know, haven't made that decision, of course, what purpose are you living for? What aspirations and goals do you have outside of, uh, I can't wait till my mate come or whatever. So that's a, you know, that's a point to hit on. Thank you all so much for being on this. I don't even know how long this is. I'll I'll see the dreadful been, time. Right at, right at two hours. Cause I think we started yeah. at seven fifty, seven fifty. That's when we all right. came back about seven fifty. Gosh. This is gonna have to be a part two. Jesus be an editor. Jesus be an editor <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's, and it's a question. Um for, for our audience is um, as Christians, you know, as people pursuing purpose after God is that we want our lives to be worship, you know, to God. And so um, when we are at home and, and, and just figuring this out, wherever you are, you know, you may be really wrestling with some stuff and really disagree with a lot of points or agree or you feel in some new type of liberation, like, yeah, you know, whatever. I, I would just say, just pause and take some time as has been said over and over again, to talk to God, to see how, you know, he feels and how he's leading you. And, and ask that que- ask this question of, if I want my life and everything I do for it to be worshiped to God and just God, Show me in any way can this act worship you. And so I just, I'm not here to say that God's got one answer. Cause I, I'm not, I'm that I promise that it's not my, my thing, but when it comes to our lives and whatever we do is, I guess I, I want us as we're, our, if our goal is to, follow Christ and to grow and to also find his liberation and to not be bound to maybe things that we've been taught that maybe not necessarily be true or maybe preferences or, or, or out of base, out of fear, whatever the case may be, or things that are shown in the, in the Bible to be what it is, but that we are, we're looking at in, in any act that I'm doing in my life, like, can I see you getting glory out of it? Please tell us how we can follow you, girl. <laughs> so you can follow me on TashaV.com. T-A-S-H-A-V as in violin.com. Uh, you can find my photography on there. You can find my blogs on there as well as video motivations and some of my films as well as a play I did is recorded on there too as well. TashaV.com or 
or Tasha VV underscore on um, Instagram, but my Instagram is not really a blog for me. So just Tasha V dot com. <laughs> <laughs> they may want to follow you, see what you're um, about day to day. My uh, um, is on my website. Okay, so just Tasha, go to her website. Go to the website. Um, Els, Leslie, how can we follow you? Yeah, you know, I'm not that interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, my 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 IG page, Pastor X Chronicles, I mostly post pictures of my daughter. Uh, nothing nothing provocative. And, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook at, uh, you know, it's Leslie X Sanders. Um, you know, and every now and then I'll try to curate some conversation. Uh, but I think, you know, the thing in this climate, I use, you know, Facebook very socially because I try to, you know, hold the sacred space of conversation in spaces like this where there can be real dialogue. Um, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, every now and then I'll post a, a thought or a quote or something like that. Um, but, you know, mostly it's just, you know, my church. Um, Shonda, how can we, how can people follow you? You can't. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, okay, so we have a, a number of ways. Um, on Instagram, I go by I underscore am underscore Shonda underscore Royal. Um, and then I have my own YouTube channel, The Royal Life. Go ahead and check that out. Um, and then I are, I'm also partnering with uh, Panadigm, which is a movie review website that I host my own show through. Um, so go to Panadigm.com and you'll see my show, The Royal Review. And yeah. And part two is finished whoo that was a lot of conversation a lot of experiences and things I would love to hear from you make sure you subscribe and are you telling anyone about the awkward single life podcast whether you're listening to it if you're married single divorced widowed whomever you are if you feel like that this adds value or just brings more dialogue so many people have said they enjoy this podcast and they want to have dialogue with others and talk about this just have that may be a game night i know we're in quarantine maybe that's a zoom night of just getting to talk about things subscribe you can go to my instagram at tiffany hines music i would love to connect with you i would love if you have a topic that you are like dying to hear that like I need to see and hear more of this. You can email me at awkwardsinglelife at gmail.com. Thank you, and I will see you next week. Bye.